0: Welcome to Awareness to Action, a podcast brought to you by the Northwestern Community Services Board Prevention Department. I'm your host, Casey, a social worker and prevention specialist here in Virginia. Our podcast goal is to promote wellness through conversation, connection, and action. We hope each episode will leave you feeling inspired and motivated to look for ways to get involved in your own community. Welcome back to Awareness to Action, everyone. Uh, Season three will start in September, so we're bringing you a special summer session to recap season two. I am here with the entire Prevention and Wellness Services team, which I'm thrilled about. Um, This is the team that brings you the Awareness to Action podcast, and uh, usually I'm the only voice that you hear, so I'm really excited for you to get to hear from the wonderful team that makes this happen, they're all specialists that I really admire and look up to, and it's going to be a good conversation. So um, I will let everyone introduce themselves. Shannon, do you want to
1: start? Sure. I'm Shannon Newroom. I'm the Prevention Wellness Services Coordinator.
2: Hi, I'm Corey Elise Pence, and I am the Communication Specialist for Northwestern.
3: I'm Rebecca Shenham, and I'm a Prevention Specialist. And I'm Denise Wakeman, and I'm a prevention specialist.
2: And I'm
0: Casey, your normal host and prevention specialist too. So um, we had this idea when we were closing up season two because we had so many phenomenal guests and um, obviously each of us work on putting this together every month. We put a few episodes together. We all give it a listen afterwards. And so we get to take a lot from the episodes and from the guests that we have on the show And that's part of why we're always so excited to share the episode. So um, we just thought we'd recap all of the wonderful wisdom that we gained over the last season, um, episode by episode. So I say we just jump into it. Our first guest in season two was Susan. And um, Susan is someone that we've all gotten to work with in the community. She does a lot of good work. Anyone have any thoughts about Susan's episode?
2: I loved Susan's episode. I... Honestly, didn't realize, since I'm not originally from Virginia, that community service hours were not required for everybody starting in ninth grade, because that was actually something that I was heavily involved in when I was in high school um, and middle school. So just kind of hearing her viewpoint that, you know, it was only seniors previously was kind of surprising to me, because I know when we started high school in West Virginia, at least in Mon County, which is where I'm from, we met with somebody and found out, okay, for your uh, class, this is who you're gonna meet with to turn in your service hours. And I know there was a minimum of 100 hours to graduate, but I was like, that's easy, let's just do more. I loved getting involved in hearing Susan's thoughts on the importance of getting involved and how it just helps you find not only a release from your everyday, but also to find ways to discover what you wanna actually do in your life. I feel
0: like Susan's enthusiasm for bringing service to young people and encouraging them to get engaged in it is really contagious and I think really um, encouraging for who our young people are gonna grow up to be and, and what they'll learn through that service. So jumping into episode two, we had a dynamic duo of Rodney and Tina. They brought a lot of life to the episode. That was um, one of our longest conversations and um, on the podcast so far. And there was just so much to talk about. So um, Shannon, I know you wanted to comment on their episode.
1: You know, I had not worked much with Tina and Rodney prior to the episode that they had with you, Casey. Um, but since then, we've been working as a community to start a trauma-informed care network. And the I'm Just Me movement is actually a backbone agency for that network in our community. And so we've been able to be kind of core partners in helping get that off, off, off and running. And um, what they talk about, what they present in in their episode is really what they live. Um, I have always been such a strong Supporter of peer support specialists, peer recovery specialists. And I think there's such power in storytelling and using your story in a way that can impact the individuals and communities that you work with. And I think Tina and Rodney just embody what that means. Um, And you're right, Casey, their positivity is just infectious. Yes, maybe bad things that happened to me when I was younger influenced who I am, but it doesn't have to define who I'm going to become. What a great, wonderful message, the idea that we're unique, that we can dream and go toward those dreams. And I just think that they look for whatever opportunities that they have in the community to make a positive difference and that they're doing wonderful, wonderful things. It it was fun to listen to that episode.
0: They are a couple who walks their talk, like they are out there doing the work Doing it together was such a strong partnership. I loved getting to learn about what they've built together, both in their family and their professional work. Uh, So season three brought us Kate Gordon. Following her incredible run with JMU softball, she sat down with us to talk about what it's meant to her to come from her community and to give back to her community. Denise? Kate, so cool.
3: I, I played softball in high school, so it was just really cool to hear her. Uh, Talk about about that whole journey. And one of the things I thought was really, really great. It was just such a it was a beautiful story of how those like community mentorships made a difference in a person's life. Like you really got a sense of the trajectory of her her life and how, how many people from the community made a difference and were there to help support her. Um, From the time she was a child and how that, you know, lends itself to a successful person and just a lot of messages about like, you know, community parenting and getting other, you know, other community partnerships and uh, institutions like she talked about 4-H and like church groups. And you don't have to be like a prevention specialist or working with, you know, uh, in that field specifically to make a real difference in a person's life. And also, like her whole thing about going out to bid on the lamb and how, you know, how she was like pushed outside of her comfort zone. and it was there was she was pushed outside of her comfort zone by somebody, you know, that was that she was working with to go out and do something new and support the community that way. So just like a lot of really great messages about how community involvement really does matter, like on an individual level. So super cool
4: with Kate, her mom is also a good example. And it's kind of generational how her mom has, you know, been an impact in her life. Her mom was also one of our season one guests, um, which was pretty cool. And she's also connected to Susan and the work that they do. So it's really neat to see, you know, what they have been, you know, the impact that Kate has had in her life, you know, is kind of shown too through the people that have been around her and part of her, you know, upbringing.
0: Absolutely. Another guest we had uh, on the show who similarly values mentorship, like you were just talking about, Rebecca, um, was Brian Johnson. He was our, our fourth guest of the season, and I loved talking with him. Um, that was a really special conversation, and I think that I take something from each of our guests. Each of these conversations has a real impact, but something that Brian shared during our conversation was kind of challenging the idea of long-term recovery and um i work in a recovery oriented space and um i i loved the way that he challenged that because he said you know that's a phrase that i use but i'm starting to rethink it because what does long-term mean for one person long-term is 20 years and for another person not using for 48 hours is long-term recovery and i think it speaks to a, a broader theme of our conversation in the episode, which was just that recovery and healing looks different for everyone. And that that's really worth celebrating. That's a, a gift of recovery. If it looked the same for everyone, it would be pretty boring and wouldn't last recovery. Can't look the same for everyone. Um, and so I just, I, I think about that so often in my daily work. um, and I feel grateful that he made me think about that differently. Um, so episode five was a an encore episode, as we called it, um with Angie from season one. So I'll skip ahead to to episode six, which was Misty Harris. Um, Rebecca, did you want to comment on Misty's episode?
4: Yeah, Misty's episode, she just left me um, feeling very much in awe of her resiliency and how she told her story and how much she had endured from being, you know, through the different cycles. Of abuse, and then also to how that carried on um, generational, generationally through, like with her own children. Um, but also to, I think one of my favorite takeaways is Casey. You had kind of mentioned to her about why she likes to tell her story or why she does. Um, and the quote that I pulled away from it was, "I'll keep sharing mine until you share yours." Um, and I just thought that was so impactful and so important. And it's just also shows where she's being vulnerable to allow other people to be able to open up so that they can begin like the healing process as well so her um you know i just really applaud her for how much she has endured but she's taking her story so that she can help others and i think that that is amazing and she talks about the power of educating the community and making sure you know that it also helps like in the stigma around the stereotypes and the different things of what we might envision something to be. And it sort of humanizes the story that behind them, there's another story and there might be another story. And it's just, you know, allowing people to tell theirs and be educated and, um, you know, being willing to listen to other people because you'll just learn a lot just hearing what they have to share.
0: I feel like there's a patience in sharing your story, doing work in the community and knowing that the change might not always happen immediately, but that you're doing your part and that the change will come if you keep doing it and keep encouraging others, you know, to tell their stories and do the work. So episode seven with Shanza Isom. um, She was one of my professors at JMU back in the day. And I just adored her then and was so excited to have her on the show. Um, Shannon, I know you took a lot away from that
1: episode. Um, I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I have listened to that episode three times. And I want to tell anyone who is listening, who seems stressed, who feels stressed and overworked and has 50 things to do that you're not sure how you're going to find time to do it. I want to encourage you to, to try to find one hour to listen to this conversation because there was a lot of conversation about self-care, the importance of self-care and prioritizing that in our lives. And we're in the helping profession and we are communicating and working with other individuals at DSS and the school systems and in, and the uh, hospital systems. And it is a recurring theme that people are feeling overworked and stressed within the role that they're in. And, you know, I think what was important to hear from Shanz is it is an ethical issue, especially for social workers. It is in our code of ethics that we take care of ourselves and re-energize and refill ourselves or else we're not going to be able to serve the individuals that we're serving as well as we could if we aren't, you know, doing that that for ourselves. So um, it's important and it's okay to prioritize it. And I also liked uh, at one point, she's like, "It is okay to think before you say yes, and if it's a no, you don't have to give an excuse as to why it's a no. It's okay. It's just not going to work out." And so, um, anyway, every time I hear it, I'm like, "I need, I need to make some changes, change my priorities a little bit." But, but it, but she helps me feel allowed to do that. Actually, so it, it was a great, um, great episode. I, I. Got a lot
0: out of it. One of my coworkers today said, um, "I used to overcommit myself a lot, but now I just say no, and my life's a lot better." <laughs> it's like, I I could do more of that. <laughs> um. So our our next episode from the season was Rita Miller, who just such a strong example of a a public servant who is so so dedicated to their work and to the education of the community. Um, Corey, did you want to comment on Rita's episode?
2: Yes, I loved listening to Rita. You can just hear her passion and her support of her coworkers and the people, her subordinates, just because you could tell that she loves the work, but she's also just so passionate about, you know, making sure that people know where they can get resources and finding those resources because We all know that there are cessation programs or products, but knowing how to access those can be daunting for some people, especially when they have been, you know, using nicotine for so long, it's hard to make the commitment to try to find something that works for them. And having Quit Now Virginia is such a huge resource for them, at least if they're in the state because they know, hey, I can go to this place, they're gonna be able to help me, they're gonna give me the resources I need. But also I love how she is just making sure she's getting the resources in the hands of those who need it, who can get it to the people who are in need of those resources. With prevention and wellness services at Northwestern, we have the the Youth Resource Alliance that we help support. And that is the resource guide that we work with. It has been such a great thing to hear about other resources. I'm like, all right, let's see what else we can get into. That desire to
0: always be taking in more information, knowing that you won't always have a complete list of resources or knowledge. So our next episode of the season with Sam Canones, I will share with our listeners that uh, long ago, Shannon had us put together a list of dream podcast guests. And Sam was on my list. (laughs) I just think Sam is a phenomenal journalist, uh, writer, speaker, I think he is extremely talented at at sharing stories, at storytelling. Um, And I think that's really what we all got to take away from that episode was how crucial it is to tell stories because it's how we learn. And in his words, it's how we feel and it's how we become brave enough to share. and, And much of that episode was similar to what we've already discussed here, but that sharing shows others that they're not alone, that this is not an individual problem or even a family problem, but a a large scale community issue. The opioid epidemic impacts us all. And it used to be a really isolated thing and, or we used to feel like it was. And so I just, I I loved that conversation. Um, I think Sam, something I value about his work is how, much he ties hope into it. You know, he's he's always telling these stories that can be really hard to hear, but there's never a sense that this is the end or that we don't have solutions available to us. There's always an element of this is where we are, this is how it's impacting people, but also look at the good that's being done and look at where we can go and look at what we're learning. So anytime I I read his Work or listen to him speak, as I got to do in that episode. I just I leave feeling like, all right, we're gonna figure this out. It's gonna take time, but we've got the tools. So, yeah. And then Corey got to interview him
2: uh, in Page County. I did. Excited. It was so wonderful. He is so easy to talk to, and he verbalizes a lot of what we're thinking in a way that's so eloquent and comes across in such a way that is not triggering and just gives you the information as straightforward as possible without it being in your face.
0: Absolutely. So the next episode of the season um, was again an encore, Keith Cartwright. And um, a little sneak peek to season three, he'll be featured again. We, I guess, are just gonna plan to have Keith on every season, (laughs) because we're big fans over here. Um, So look out for that. But the next new episode in season two was Laura Cross. Um, And I will let Denise speak about that episode.
3: What a great episode to re-listen to. The thing that stood out to me the most was her talking about authenticity and openness and allowing that to lead you um, into being curious about not only the kind of work that you want to be doing in your community, but then also how to best serve your community. And really, really listening um, and uh, taking the time to build those relationships. And the importance of, of having and fostering a community within the context of your field, too, and networking, which is something that I, I think, you know, is, is great. And definitely, she had a great idea of offering what you have. You always have something to offer and offering that up to people within your field in order to build those relationships and to build that network and how important it is to have that network, especially in you know a, a career of service uh, of being able to lean on people on um, a couple of different uh, you know registers emotionally and for just like sort of practical support too. Really, really great. Practical way to implement that. Cause I have a tendency to, you know, like networking can be kind of like scary. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't have something to offer. But that's like her message of just like, yeah, you always have something, even if you think you don't, like other people are interested in what you're interested in. So some great takeaways.
0: Absolutely. I feel like for those listening who haven't listened to the episode yet, Laura is my aunt and I have benefited from her wisdom and just. Everything you're saying just now, Denise, I'm thinking like she's just so generous with her care and her desire to build community. So it was very fun after a lifetime of receiving that wisdom individually to literally publish it and to share it with others. So uh, I loved that episode very much. Um, our next episode was Miss Doris Walker Taylor, who just is a bundle of joy. If you listen to that episode, I was grinning or crying for pretty much the whole thing. Um, and Rebecca, I'll let you speak to that episode. You are the one who brought
4: Doris to us, yeah. Well, two things, Casey, you took the words out of my mouth in regards to where you're saying you were either smiling or crying because this one episode, I think, took me through a gamut of all the emotions. Um, and it was so it was one episode that I think I was just like clinging to her every word and hearing her story but also one thing that was really unique is that I've received some baby shower gifts um, actually from Thistle Farms which is um, kind of how I heard about it. and so I was so grateful that they were able to come and Doris was able to share her um, story but yeah she just the journey of how she started um, and then all the way to the end of where she is now it was just it's such an incredible story of just like how things kind of happen for a reason and the timing of things. Um, Hopefully I won't give anything. Well, I won't say it. You'll have to go and listen if you haven't. Um, But for those of you that have listened, you know, there's a really pivotal part um, in the episode um, about an important phone call. And it's just like amazing how timing, I kind of am getting emotional thinking about it because it's (laughs) because it's such, you know, Gosh, it's just, her story is amazing. Um, And, you know, she really talks about the importance of the program that she's in with this old farms um, about the, how the women are there to empower each other. Um, And one thing that I absolutely loved is she talked about like the importance of a circle. And she said, because someone is always either ahead of you or someone is always behind you. And it just talks about how like, you know, you always have those, you know, that support and that sense of community. And I thought that that was really unique because you always hear about people referencing like who's in your circle. And so the, you know, to think about that circle in that frame, um, I thought was really neat. But yeah, her story and her voice, if you get to hear her sing on the, like it'd be great if we could have an episode of her just singing. (laughs) But yeah, she, um, her episode was just one of my, one of my favorites. And so I think she is such an incredible person um, and had an incredible story to share.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, the next guest that we had on the season was Gail Maddox Taylor, a prevention and wellness superhero. And I will let uh Shannon comment more on her episode.
1: Gail um is leaving the state of Virginia um in a very good place as it relates to prevention and wellness and listening to that episode, I think helped to solidify how important it was that she was at the leadership role she was in for when she came. Because when she first arrived, Virginia was really a little bit behind behind as it relates to where prevention was headed. And in the time that she has had been in that role, she's since retired as the coordinator of prevention services from the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Services, She has left the state being ahead of the game where other states are reaching out to find out what we're doing and how we're doing it, um, which is powerful. It is not easy to make a paradigm shift like that in the time that she was here doing it. And so she really revolutionized prevention and kind of brought us up to date on that. And I think the episode um, talked about two really important things as it relates to that, and that is community work and data. And, and, And she really focused on saying, you know, Yes, the numbers are important. The trends are important. We need to know uh, what the problems are so that we can address them. But that qualitative data, that storytelling, talking to the communities to find out what are the needs, what are we seeing, how can we be helped is, is something that it's like a magic applesauce. You know, it pulls it kind of all together so that we can talk to our funders about here's the data and this is the, this is now what we are What we're seeing changes in our community because of the community collaboration and so she is really into coalition's and and I will say you know my worldview. I I may not be able to go into Winchester with my worldview and say, I know, I won't be able to do that, to go and say, I know what you guys need. This is what I need, we need to do, and this is what we're going to do. But when we pull all of our worldviews together and all of our experiences together and work together to find solutions to problems within our own communities, then that's when you can start seeing not just important changes taking place, but you feel there's movement. You feel like you're part of that effort and you're in it together and And so, you know, it can be really powerful. And I think that she's been a real agent for change. And I think that that episode was really encouraging to listen to and and hopeful, because I think if we head keep in that direction, that 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 big things are going to happen in the communities in which we're working. Um, And if you have not been part of a coalition, you should look and find out what your what your closest coalition is and just go and feel the energy and be part of the movement.
0: It was an exciting it was an exciting and like empowering episode, I felt. I I left, I remember leaving that conversation like really fired up. I didn't even know what to do with all the all the ways I was feeling. Um, so moving on, our next uh, guest of the season was Stephen Miller, who shares his story in so many incredible ways. Shared it in person in our community earlier in the year. And then I was able to share on the podcast.
2: I'll turn it over to Corey. So it comes back to a lot of what we've been saying already about storytelling and his sharing his story and how he was able to transform himself from, you know, having addiction and misuse of different things. Cause it wasn't just one uh, product that he was uh, misusing or abused uh, addicted to. He is been able to move himself out of that stereotypical what you know you would think of to a lawyer who is fighting for these kids who are in the similar situations who maybe they need support and they just haven't been getting it and he's coming in and helping them get the support they need without having to go to jail and going to rehab instead where they can get the help and the support that they need. And in situations where, you know, maybe they need to go into a facility for jail time or whatever, you know, if that's what they need, he's, he's willing to help them do that as well. But it's, it's great to hear those stories where we have seen so many who have not gone in that direction and they have just kind of fallen in their addiction and struggle just to come back up and. It's it's great to see how he was able to pull himself back up and make a difference for other people.
0: Yeah, that's another episode that that leaves you pretty fired up, and wanting to see how you can use your experiences to do good. So we're winding down to the end of the season. Um, the episode after that one was Jordan Brooks. Uh, Jordan and I had to reschedule our recording a lot of times, and it was well worth the wait. I I so appreciated hearing a little bit about Jordan's story and why she cares about the work she does. Um, but I'll let Denise speak more to that.
3: Yeah, it's a really great episode. I feel like so many great um, resources were shared in that episode, like specifically, you know, talking about mental health first aid and lock and talk. There was a few different things that she shared in that episode and her vulnerability and sharing her story was really, really, you know, inspiring and One of the things I thought was so great, again, talking about authenticity, just her emphasis on being authentic in those conversations about mental health with people, knowing that it's okay not to have all the answers and it's important to just show your concern that that's the most important thing when having these really difficult conversations is to come from a place of authentic concern and you can muddle through and muddling through is better than not doing anything at all. And, you know, also she emphasized like taking care of yourself. I mean, I think at one point she literally said, you can't pour it from an empty cup. And so, you know, going back to, you know, that's been touched on by multiple people of like, fostering connections with other people to you know help you um, move through that work Um, that's that's really emotionally challenging but you know the the whole thing about just the authenticity for me was like the biggest standout and it's okay not to know it's okay to you know have your own feelings about those conversations and it's it's not an easy thing and there's it's you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be a clinician and I think that was like a really great thing to
0: hear. I totally agree. So the last episode of season two was Amanda and Colleen from the New York problem gambling center. Um, it was so fun to talk with them. I have learned a lot from their podcast and appreciated everything they shared with us and with our listeners about problem gambling, but it was also just really exciting and inspiring to hear about how they're evolving and adapting services. Um, You know, in the episode they talked about the rise of mobile sports betting and how they decided to start their podcast to reach more people. And that's just fun as as a group that has started our own podcast to reach people. And I think it was a it was a cool way to end the season because it felt like a reminder that the issues our community is facing will continue to change and we can continue. To change our approach to addressing those issues and to supporting the people around us. So um, I was really grateful that they joined us. They felt like celebrities of uh, another podcast on ours. So that was season two. I think it goes without saying that we're just really fortunate to have a lot of incredible guests.
1: I wanted to say before you closed up, just I wanted to commend you on your um, hosting of the podcast. I don't think that it would be what it is without your leadership and, and, and the way that you conduct the interviews that you, that you conduct. I want to, I want to say what I, what I think has been a theme throughout even this conversation today is that everyone, no matter what they were doing, no matter where they were coming from, had the opportunity to share their own experiences and how that has led them into the work that they're doing. And so, I want to thank you for giving the space and the opportunity to share that because I think that is one of the most important things we can get out of that. We each have our own experiences, and we can each do something with that and make a difference in our community and And so, anyway, I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that before you you closed up the episode. We're so lucky to have you at the helm of this initiative, and um, so excited about season three.
0: Thank you that That means very much to me. I feel deeply grateful for the guests that have joined us, for people who have given up their time to share their stories with us. I think we're so lucky that people keep saying yes (laughs) to being on the show and to, you know, I just, we've all gotten to learn so much from them. Um, These folks who are doing just such good work in their neighborhoods and their states and their countries, you know? So I feel really grateful for everyone who joined us in season two. And I feel so, so, so grateful to be doing this podcast with this team. Um, Would like to say publicly (laughs) while we have our listeners tuning in that it's just such a gift to be able to put this together with each of you. It's just fun and challenging and exciting to figure out what this space looks like and how we can contribute in ways that are meaningful and I just love what we've grown together. Rebecca, were you gonna say something?
4: Just wanted to add, I think that it is incredible the number of amazing people that are out there in the community um, that are doing so many great things. Um, I feel like, you know, each season when we first started, you know, we really tried to brainstorm who our guests were gonna be. And I feel like, you know, each season our lists, you know. We have so many amazing people that we wanna be able to interview. So I think we are no shortage of wonderful people that are doing great things in the community. Um, And so, yeah, it is, I'll echo what Shannon said that it's great, Casey, that you also create a safe space for them to share it. Um, So I think that that, it's a great partnership between the individuals that are willing to share their story but then you're also able to create that comfortable environment that allows them to share so freely so you know thank you to you and the guests um, for just being vulnerable and open and willing to share so that everybody can hear the good works.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah we're we just keep uh, getting introduced to incredible people and and you know what, if you're listening right now and you're like, I know someone who's doing incredible work or has started an amazing organization or is educating the people around them about important issues, reach out to us and tell us who they are and what they do. I'll put um, our department's contact information in the episode description. We would love to be introduced to them. We're still, you know, planning out season three and you're amazing yourself. Reach- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning into this recap. Thank you to the team for being so wonderful and continuing to develop this. I'm really excited for season three. I can't wait to share the incredible guests that we already have lined up and the exciting conversations that are to come. So thanks everyone. Happy summer.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you, Casey.